Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. We have been talking on each segment of different aspects of really trying to understand who is God, how involved is God in the world, how involved is God in my life. And the more I'm wrapping my head around really getting a totally new perspective, understanding who God is, um, it's making me actually a little bit more challenged in another area because my understanding is, is that as human beings, especially God is involved in the world and is involved in our lives. And we're supposed to actually have what we call a relationship with God. And yet, whenever I think about relationships, I usually think about the people I have relationships with, which are people, which are not, you know, God is not a person and God is beyond people or even uh, other living things. When you say you have a relationship with something or someone, and it now makes me sort of wonder when we talk about having a relationship with God, God is so different than any other being that we have a relationship with. What does that mean? And how can we have a relationship with God, especially since I think about the fact that, you know, people talk to us, God uh, I believe does send us messages, but it's not the same as having a conversation with the person, spending time with the person. So how can we cultivate a relationship with God? Excellent question. Let's let's first define what the dynamics have to be for there to be a relationship at all. Ah. For me to have a relationship with somebody, I have to not be them. Because if I'm them and they're me, then that's not a relationship. So the first thing in the relationship is I'm not you. Uh, but in for it, but for there to be a relationship, there has to be a connection. If I'm not you, but there's no connection, that's not a relationship. If if I am you, then there's no connection because I'm you. And so a relationship is this. Um, it's it's a, it's a paradox. It's, I'm not you, but I'm connected to you. We're one, but we're not one and the same. And therefore, we can have a relationship. So uh, so that's the first thing, is uh, I'm not God, and yet I am connected to God. If God is indeed an infant being somewhere over there in heaven, then how can I have a relationship with someone who's over there in heaven if I, there's no connection? I have to have a connection. And um, and uh, so so that's the first thing. But I think when you ask about how to have a relationship with God and bring in the, the thing about human beings, it's true that God is not a human being, but on the other hand, he's not not a human being. In other words, you can't say that Hashem is God is any less than a human being, since we believe that God is the all and infinitely more, the whole and even greater, well, the whole cannot be less than the parts. And if you're personable, and I'm personable, certainly the whole cannot be less than us, surely a lot more than us. So we can't say that God is missing the advantage of personability. And yet, on the other hand, we can't confine God to personalities. God is certainly much greater than that, and much greater than that we have no familiarity with. You know, I think we once mentioned if 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 we were birds, we would think God is the most perfect bird. And if we were, you know, if we were horses, we think God is the most perfect horse. And if we were triangle, we would think that God is the most perfect triangle. 
And so we are relating to God uh, the best we can with the limited concepts that we have. And, and God would never be less than what we would maximally perceive of him, certainly infinitely more. But I think the real question is, a relationship generally is um, a conversation of some sort. You know, I talk to you and you talk to me. I understand what you're saying and you understand what I'm saying and we can communicate. You know, that's what creates communion. That's what creates community. It's communicating. And you had mentioned, well, like we talk to God, but God doesn't talk to us. As truly God doesn't talk to us like I'm talking to you. Uh, but God does talk to us. One of my teachers pointed out that when we pray, we're talking to God. But when we learn Torah, God is talking to us. Now, how, how is God talking to us when we learn Torah? It's through the ideas that drop into our heads, the realizations, the interpretations, the commentary that somehow hits us that this is what this verse means. And so uh, the unique relationship with God is that God speaks to us and very often through us. And, um, and, and the language of God is uh, one of uh, where I'm studying a, a passage in, in, the, in the Torah or in Psalms or in Proverbs. And I ask myself, hmm, I, well, what does this mean? And an idea drops into my head. And like, where did that come from? And it's like, right on. Um, you know, uh, in prayer, you can turn to God and say, God, you are, you are absolute goodness. You are love. So love almighty, good almighty. How should I behave in this situation? And I think if you ask God that way, very often an answer will appear. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's, uh, that's one of the way God speaks to us. Another way that God speaks to us is logic. You know, our logical minds is one of the ways, is the, is the language of God, logic. And so if my mind logically perceives something to be uh, correct or this is the path that logically makes the most sense, uh, that possibly is one of the ways God is speaking to you right now. But it's true, it's not the same thing. And, uh, it, it, you know, you, you could say that whatever I say is also left to interpretation. Uh, you know, I can say something and 10 people could hear something different. So there is an element of interpretation even when I speak to you and you speak to me and we speak to everybody else. Uh, but nonetheless, it's true that uh, unless we're prophets, like a Moses, Moses got clarity. He, he, he's like, I'm talking to you he understood what God was saying to him on that same level of clarity. The other prophets, they God communicated to them through dreams and through images. Um, but yes, you, you can have a relationship with God. We, you already do have a relationship with God. And very often, the voice of God is what we've come to call our conscience. Hmm. So See, people can very... call it their conscience. That's a very, very interesting point, because that was the question I was thinking in my mind as you were giving the example of we have, you know, I'm in a struggle trying to figure something out, trying to get some clarity, and then this idea will pop into my head. And it's and just trying to get clarity. It sounds like in my mind, I think, okay, that idea is my brain 
brought out some clarity finally, but it sounds like what you're saying is God is in me. And when those points of clarity can pop into my head, that might be, if I'm attuned to it, I can recognize that that's God talking to me through me. All right. And, and also, and by the way, I'm a little uncomfortable saying God is in me. I can say that God mm-hmm. is within me and beyond within. me. Okay. Yeah, within me and beyond me. Uh, mm-hmm. But also God speaks to us in interesting ways. You know, I, 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 I sometimes will, um, you know, just randomly open up a book and see what shows up. And uh, it's weird that not infrequently something shows up that really has something to do with my life. And I say, well, that's interesting. Uh, that, uh, and so that could be one of the ways that God communicates to us as well as God communicates to us through situations, through people that we meet, people say things. Uh, you know, I was struggling with something today and uh, I, I, we had a, a worker doing some work in our home. And so I went out to buy him some, some, something to eat and I and and the timing was uh, I walked out and and suddenly this this person I see notices me and uh, and I have a sense of they must know me and they come up to me say you're Rabbi David Aaron I said yeah and they and they uh, first of all uh, thank me for all the teachings that are on the internet and then said you know uh, uh, my husband works with uh, with students that really really need to hear you and how can we connect with you and i thought like okay that was a god moment like what was the chances had i walked out of my house a minute later i would not have bumped into this person uh, i would not have been giving them my phone number and not setting up uh you know so god speaks to us through these interesting events through what people say to you what people ask you it's a different language you know, but it doesn't mean it's not a language. Hmm. I'm thinking, I guess I keep thinking about relationships in human terms. And I'm trying to figure out the way I think about, like, how do you have a good relationship with someone? Uh, there's elements, there's certain factors that go into a good relationship versus a bad relationship. When we, it's hard for me to think, can, is it okay to think about developing a relationship with God in human terms? Or is it a different kind of relationship we have to come up with a new language and a new concept? I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, I, I, you know, let's also understand that a relationship is a give and take. That's generally what a relationship is. Uh, there's something you can do for me and there's something I can do for you. And we would call that a relationship. Well, I understand what God does for me. I mean, every breath I take and every move I make, uh, he's not just watching me. He's enabling me. And uh, when I pray at certain parts of the prayer, I take my pulse and I I just take that moment to viscerally experience that I am being given life right this second. It's not me beating my heart. And, uh, and so I, I definitely feel that I am receiving from a power greater than myself that, uh, and that I'm a a recipient of, of enormous kindness and blessing. Okay. Well, but we would call that a one way relationship, but what can I do for God? Because there's something I can do for God. Well, the truth is that Judaism is based on you doing something for God. God has commanded you uh, and, and it, it commanded you to do something. And uh, well, but in the end, what, what can I do for God? Well, the Torah teaches that God wants to be in this world. And, uh, and, and 
And why, why would God want to be in this world? Well, as we mentioned earlier on, all I know about God is his attributes. So that would be the same thing as saying love wants to be in this world. Kindness wants to be in this world. Compassion wants to be in this world. Because that's the only thing I know about God are his attributes. And so what would it mean that I'm doing something for love? When, when I smile at somebody and I uh, say a kind word to someone or, or hand uh, some, some homeless uh, some food or money, I'm bringing kindness in the world. I'm doing something for kindness. I'm taking kindness from the realm of theoretical and abstractity, and I'm making it concrete and practical here in this world. So there is something I can do for God. I can bring God into this world uh, via, via, via the, you know, through, through the attributes of God, which is all I can conceive of God. So that's also a relationship, uh, you know, where I'm actually doing something for God and, you know, if, if, and, and there's a tremendous joy in that, you know, if, if some famous rock star were to walk into someone's home, uh, a rock star that they have tremendous admiration for and says, could I have a drink of water? I mean, you jump and you, 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 you thank him that he's giving you the opportunity to bring him a drink of water. Well, Judaism is saying that God is giving us the opportunity to be a channel to bring God into the world, bring God's presence into the world. And as I mentioned, the presence of God is basically kindness, compassion, love, truth, peace, wisdom, justice. Uh, that's really, those are the elements, the ingredients of God's presence in the world. So I'm again filtering this through human relationships. And I am thinking that the mindset that one's in, in any give or take in a relationship, that definitely has an effect on the relationship. So I'd imagine so too in our relationship with God. If I just am a kind person because that's just the way I like to be, but God's not in that picture in my mind, then that's not building the relationship with God, even though I'm doing an act of kindness. But if I am in doing an act of kindness and in my mind, I'm saying, well, now God, I'm emulating you. I'm bringing more of an awareness of godliness into the world through this action. Then that actually has a tremendous powerful effect on not only doing good in the world, but also increasing the strength of my positive relationship with God. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, you know, if if I decide to be kind because I feel like being kind, then that's that's an experience of myself. If I'm being kind as a response to believing I've been commanded or or asked of to be kind, then I'm responding to a reality beyond myself. Uh, I, I do think that that is the secret of relationships. What is that that we love about relationships is that we're getting out of ourselves, you know? And uh, I think that's a, that's a big part of the pleasure of a relationship is it's no one wants to be alone and, you know, and stuck inside themselves. They want to get beyond ourselves. When somebody asks me to do something and I say, yes, that's an opportunity to get beyond myself. If I do something kind for somebody else, but they, they didn't ask for it, then did I really get beyond myself? I just did something that I want to do, but I want to do something that they've asked me and they want me to do. And that's a big part of what Judaism is about. Judaism claims that there are 613 commandments, uh, acts that God wants me to do on his behalf in response to his request. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very different kind of, uh, you know, understanding and we we pray to god we talk to god we ask of god and we believe that we are asked by god to do things and uh and that's a relationship 
in addition to the relationship, you you show gratitude. You know, like when the sun shines, I have never felt an urge to thank the sun for its light and its warmth and its brilliance. Because I, I don't I don't feel the sun cares about me. But I do feel a need to thank God because when I look at my life and I look at my wife and I look at my children and grandchildren and my friends and my students and neighbors, I, 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 I feel a, 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 a very obvious desire to, to be thankful. But you can't be thankful unless you genuinely believe that that what is happening in your life is an act of care. Hmm. So when people will go out there and say, I just want to thank the universe for all of its blessings. Um, meaning it's, well, I'm in a mindset of gratitude, but I'm not actually connecting to the source of it all. Who's God. Yeah, I know. But when they say universe, and we, we've talked about this before, they're uncomfortable with God because God is suggestive of a single being that's separate and infinite and far away from us. And they're looking for a kind of a new understanding of God that they call the universe because the universe supports me, encompasses me, accommodates me. I'm a part of the universe. When they say the universe, it's a lot closer to what Judaism means about God than, than what most people think God means. Of course, still, it's not what Judaism is saying. Judaism doesn't refer to God as the universe, but it does refer to God as the place, the space that encompasses and, and, and accommodates everything. So, so when they speak about talk to the universe and thank the universe, it's because they're, they're struggling with the over-personification and cartoonish image of God. And I understand that sensitivity and, and, uh, and I appreciate their attempts to find a more sophisticated understanding, but so I, it's not that they they don't believe in God, they they believe in the universe, and they and and that's what they mean when they that's what God means to them. Again, I don't completely agree with them, but I do appreciate the direction they're they're going. You know, something that just struck me, I think, is very important. You pointed out earlier that when you feel your heartbeat, God is that's God giving to you on a regular basis. Your breath, meaning, as you start thinking about all the gifts that God gives us constantly. Meaning God's always in this relationship with us, but then, so that's the ongoing giving, giving, giving God's always giving to us. But so it sounds like it's almost more up to me. If I'm going to have a relationship with God, God's on the giving side all the time. But when we talk about relationship, it has to be give and take. So for me to have a relationship with God, it's about me. God's on the giving side regularly, but I have to make the decision to open up my eyes and recognize when God is speaking within me, when God is, is, uh, you know, asking of me and then I'm going to make a choice to have that relationship with God. So really it sounds almost like as I'm thinking about it, the relationship that we have with God is really up to us. Well, it goes back to what I mentioned, you know, like in a relationship, there's a give and take. So God is constantly doing for me, my, right, right this second as I'm speaking, all these powers within me are not from me. Uh, so what can I do for God? And it says that God is Zohar Chazdeavot in our prayers. God remembers the kindness of the forefathers. What what kindness did the forefathers do for God? And the kindness is that they taught the world God. That that was the goodness they did for God, is they brought more God to other people, and that was, so to speak, a kind act towards God. 
And so that really is an opportunity, as you're pointing out here, that we have, is that God is in the world, but our relationship with God really develops as we tap into what God wants of us, but also revealing more of godliness in the world. I want to thank you for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Doris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.